What's up, guys? Welcome to Good Bad 2, the sequel. This is the show where we have a good time watching bad movies, and then we ask the question, is it good bad or is it just bad? I am your host. My name is John. I am alone yet again. Actually, that's not true at all. Danielle is here. What? What? Were you just going to like do this whole podcast without me? Well, I fully, I fully anticipated that you would interrupt and say, no, you are not alone. <laughs> <laughs> and you just sat quietly and weren't going to let me get away with it. <laughs> I was curious where you were going with, with that. You Welcome know, back. That was ambitious. Thank you. Welcome back to Thank the show. Thank you. Did you just notice I got back or <laughs> yeah, you? When, when did you get really... in? Yeah, no, I've been behind the couch the whole time. It's oh, fine. okay. Yeah. Yeah. So then you heard what I said about you on uh, the other... Oh, yeah. No, okay. I, I actually never left. I was here the entire time. <laughs> I have I have an elaborate social media team that, you know... Makes it look like I'm, I'm traveling and doing things in real time. I'm not. I never left. I was here. Some real Illuminati shit. Yeah, no, it's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> It'll never come up again. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. You've been sorely missed. Sorely. These poor bastards have listened to me and me alone talk about bad movies, which makes me wonder what the fuck they're doing with their lives. Well, the good thing about you for this podcast is that you laugh at your own jokes. And I just love hearing my own voice yeah so. both of those things are true so and you love agreeing with your own opinions <laughs> <laughs> well i so. do think i'm right <laughs> yeah. so the listener feels like you're not alone <laughs> time. and that's fine that's great it's fun to listen to you laugh at your own jokes and then it makes you laugh and then it makes everyone else laugh and it's a great experience what was really funny to me last week was uh we did hook we we, me and the people did oh. hook. Uh-huh. And uh, while I was watching the movie and taking notes, one of the like takes that I intended to have was about Julia Roberts as Tinkerbell and how her like mental status, it was like damaged at the time because she was going through some personal stuff or whatever. But one thing I was going to say is like, because she was doing the thing that actors have to do sometimes where they're alone in a green screen room acting with no one else around them and yeah. they can go nuts because they're sitting in a room by themselves uh-huh. and then once we got to the podcast as i was saying that and i realized i'm sitting in a room alone by myself performing <laughs> for nobody <laughs> kind of going nuts nobody live <laughs> well good thing there's only two uh two weeks in a row of that right yeah yeah just, just the, the two. two just the two i won't be gone for a little bit Okay. I'll be with you. For I got you. For for a couple of weeks, yeah. yeah. A couple of. Uh, um, yeah. Well, we've got some some guest hosts uh, that we're trying to get. So hopefully, one of these weeks when you have to leave, we can maybe get a um, replacement who could not hold a candle to you. I'm sure. I'm sure they can try. It's nice. It's try. nice to try. They it's can nice try. to try. Um, okay, you guys can follow along with the fun of the show on Instagram and Instagram only. We're at The Good Bad Show. This is where we put up a vote that decides what movie it is we're going to cover. This last vote, we were trying to kick off summer, summer vibes, summer feelings. Yeah. With Pirates of the Caribbean 4 versus Jaws 3. Yeah. Jaws 3 won that vote by one. Do you know who it was? I, I mean, 
it's not the last one that's the one, but oh. it won by one vote. So your vote does matter on what movie we're going to cover. <laughs> Out of 52,000 votes, it won by a single vote. <laughs> rock, rock the vote. Go to Instagram, follow us at The Good Bad Show, um, and help decide what movie we are going to cover. That's this, amazing. This time around, it was Jaws 3. We're definitely going to get into that. If you are listening to us on iTunes, please leave us a review. If you're not... That's fine. You're still a valid human being to Absolutely. us. Absolutely. I don't even listen to this on iTunes. <laughs> I listen to this on CastBox or full, sometimes, sometimes Spotify. Full disclosure, the iTunes app has gone to shit for every single podcast. It's oh, just bad no. news. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't go leave us a review because the reviews really, really matter. Yeah, you got to review us there, but then listen to us on something quality yeah, such as Spotify exactly. or CastBox. Exactly. So Jaws 3. Or, uh, or Anchor. Or Anchor.fm. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, they're not giving us any more sponsor money, so fuck them. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, you guys uh, made us watch Jaws 3, and uh, I may or may not be harboring some resentment over oh. that. Oh, no. Um, you know what? I, I, I should say, this is a great example of a movie that's not very good, but the trivia and the ensuing discussion we will have about the trivia is... A plus. Oh, we're going to have First a good time talking class. about this thing. Colombian gold. <laughs> Colombian gold? Well, we were talking about cocaine a few minutes oh, ago because okay. of Dennis Quaid. <laughs> because Dennis Quaid was coked out of his mind in this entire movie. Um, we are going to give you guys some trivia about the movie. We're going to break down the entire plot. To, I mean, just, just to be upfront, not very many things happen in no, this movie. It's like, strange. I think this empty. is the least amount of notes I've ever taken. Yeah. But the notes that I did take, we could spend two and a half hours talking about each one of them. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a quality <laughs> over quantity. And then we, and then once we break down the plot, then we'll get into our awards, which is something that we do on every episode. We're going to give you our bold statement about the movie. We're going to tell you what is the worst line, what's the best line, who had the worst performance, who stole the show. We're going to tell you the most good, bad moment of the movie. What was our favorite part? We'll change a detail or several details to make this a good movie. <laughs> We're going to talk about who is the biggest badass in Good Bad 2, the sequel mm, history. Mm. Currently, mm -hmm. it is Judge Dredd. Oh. Currently, it is Judge Dredd. While you were gone. I didn't listen to that episode. We had a new uh, winner yes, I did. in Biggest Badass. Yeah, I did listen to that episode. Um, so somebody in this movie will go up against Judge Dredd and see if they can take, take him down as Biggest Badass. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to give you any spoilers, we'll, but we'll I think we it. all know what the answer to that is. We'll get to it. And then we'll talk about whether or not this movie is good, bad, or just a bad movie. All right. Wow. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm, it's, it's good to have you back. I can actually breathe on occasion. Ah, so do you want to start with trivia or the movie rundown? I want to know the trivia. I want to know the trivia. Okay. First of all, we already know that we saw it. We watched an interview where Dennis yeah. Quaid said he was coked out of his mind in this entire movie. Yeah. And that he can see it in every frame. Every frame. Every frame. He, he actually, he even said that in the 80s, cocaine was on the down low put into contracts. Yeah, a thinly veiled line item. Yeah. In the movie's budget. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, it's probably just not called cocaine today, but there's probably other things that, yeah. you know, you fit. Yeah. You fit in the budget. Ah, oh, boy. Okay, so the first bit of trivia that I have is, it's golden, and it's going to set the tone for this entire podcast and yes. movie. Uh, <clears throat> ready? 
I'm ready. Ready. David Brown and Richard Dizanik. I don't know how to say his last name. Producers of the first two films originally pitched this as a spoof based on a suggestion by Maddie Simmons and John Hughes titled National Lampoon's Jaws 3, People Zero. <laughs> it was about a movie studio trying to make a second sequel to Jaws, 1975. It opened with author Peter Benchley being eaten in his pool by a shark and included a naked Bo Derek and shark-costumed aliens. Joe Dante was attached as director. Steven Spielberg rejected the idea and threatened to walk from his deal with Universal. When Zanuck and Brown learned of the rejection, they quit the studio. Even today, you will see references to this movie being called Jaws 3 People Zero. I saw that on like YouTube videos uh-huh. and I didn't know what it was talking yep. about. Now I want to go watch them. Yeah. <laughs> because that tells me that fans may have attempted to make that movie. <laughs> yes. I'm super into National Lampoon's Jaws 3 People Zero. <laughs> yeah, but that is the legacy of this film. It started off as a Na- National Lampoon spoof. That's incredible. <laughs> the, the the premise, the premise of this movie is a spoof, in and of itself. Yeah. That this shark has a vendetta against this family. <laughs> yes. This this shark hates the Brody family in general. This shark this shark travels up and down the eastern seaboard looking for the Brodies. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And wants to get him. <laughs> and Steven Spielberg is like, no, it must be treated with the utmost sincerity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. Uh, that being said, <clears throat> this was the highest gro- grossing opening for a 3D movie until Spy Kids 03. Oh, is this movie in 3D? <laughs> yeah, could you not tell? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even notice they were going for 3D. Uh, the On opening weekend, it made nearly $15 million. Wow. On opening weekend in 1983. 83. Yeah. Really good, right? Wow. Really, really good. Uh, <laughs> so in the first the first cutting of it, uh, executives wanted a lot more 3D pop-out portions. So more. Yeah, you need more. Yeah, the classic case of make the logo bigger. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to go into the, the, the technical aspects of, of how this was, this was filmed and then basically reversed back to 2D for our... Uh, viewing pleasure we watched jaws 3 not 3d by the way because you can't call it 3d if it's not in 3d no we watched jaws 3d we watched jaws 3 because it was like it was uh basically reverted from its original format which is why it's like blurry on the edges and the coloring is off i thought we watched it blurry because it was in 3d i mean it was it was filmed natively in 3d and then they had to so what we watched was just the best you can get putting it back in 2d Yeah. yeah that's atrocious yeah so that's that's why the the pop-out scenes are really obvious with like a harsh outline but still also fuzzy okay it, but like on hbo max it says 3d yeah, and not three well uh, yeah. interesting okay yeah so it, like, that's like i said i'm not going to get into the technical aspects sure. of it but there were a lot of a lot of filming snafus that happens because of it and so like the product that we see in 2d is not i mean not representative of the high quality of this 3D film should be. <laughs> it would have been so much better if it wasn't blurry. <laughs> um, yeah, so the dolphin, one of the dolphins that, that saved their lives so many times is still alive, apparently. they the real MVPs. The, those dolphins are the stars of this movie as far as I'm concerned. Still doing tricks for SeaWorld Orlando, and one of them is 50. There are still SeaWorlds? 
Yeah. Wow. I thought yeah. that uh, Blackfish documentary yeah. took them down. Ooh. Yeah, okay. still around. Um, this is a part of a run of nine 3D movies in the early 80s. In Do you the, remember? In the 80s, if you had a third sequel or a third part three coming out, you and you were a producer, you were just creaming your jeans going, Ugh, oh, put a D, put a D, put a D tight, after it. Tight, light blue jeans. Oh, like, if it was the 80s and your part three was due to be released, you were just like, yes, we're going to put so many broomsticks coming out at people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> so... No one will forget the exploding shark at the end of this oh, movie. Oh, we are going to talk about that at especially, nauseum. Especially not the pieces of the shark that come out and are presented to the viewer for our consideration. Huh? <laughs> huh? What about these teeth? Uh, I think you should know that um, some, of <laughs> some of the pieces of the shark that came out at the end and were presented to you for long, long consideration in front of your face in 3D are actually pieces of a brown leather E.T. doll. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? You're saying brown leather E.T. doll like there are like multiple leathers and like E.T. dolls made of leather are common and this, this was one of the brown ones? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, that's what they had around. They're like, hey, this looks like shark guts, don't it? Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> this also was originally rated R because of the bone crunching <laughs> and the corpse scene Is and it some not of the anymore? other scary stuff. No, they argued it and brought it down to PG. And I think they took, out, they took out some of the bone crunching. <laughs> so on Hook, on my research for Hook, I found out that Steven Spielberg, uh, because of, I think... Temple of Doom and another movie that he made because they weren't quite R and they definitely weren't PG. They are the reason that the PG-13 rating exists. Interesting. So this movie is before that. Ah. So that's why it goes from R to PG. Okay. Wow. That's fascinating. There's definitely a 3D severed arm that comes right at your face and they were like, nah. Just PG. Same rating as Homeward Bound, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. It's fine. It's totally good. That's amazing. It's t- I don't know what the rating is of the version we watched, because I believe there is still an R, an R version and a PG version. Like, there's the original theatrical release okay. and then the DVD release. Okay. So, I would I would hope that what we watched was... This, this isn't, like, the goriest movie that we've covered, but the no. fact that it's 3D and they, like, put it on your face... It, it has to be R. Well, it is, it is really violent. It is, it is it's quite violent. Yeah, it is gory. It's just not it the is. goriest. But the, the it's like, terrible gore. <laughs> it's really, really poorly done gore. Yeah. I mean, some of that gore is E.T.'s arm sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, it. So that's all the, that's all the trivia of, of note for this movie. There's, there's plenty more. I think people should do a nice deep dive if they want to. Definitely go watch that HBO The Making Of this movie from like that had to be from 1984 when they oh it would have been, it probably would have been 82 it would have been it, you would have seen that before you saw the movie is on on youtube there's a hbo produced um, behind the scenes of how they created the <laughs> the incredible climax uh, at the end the money which, shot the money shot they make sure you know it's a money shot <laughs> they over make sure and you over. know it's a money shot 
Um, okay, let's break this bad boy down. Let's do it. Let's break down Jaws 3D. Oh, if you don't know, the third dimension is terror. Yeah, it's terror. Yeah, the third dimension is terror. You I, know, for one, was just terrified the whole I, time. Uh, I, I, I feel like that line's been used for a lot of movies. Anything that has a third dimension and is a is a horror movie the third dimension is terror did they is it, be, it is it because it's in a trailer then it's just like free game for anyone anybody who's like i think so the third dimension is terror and someone's like oh where do you said that for jaws 3 but like yeah just the trailer i've i've noticed like because i'm a nerd and i pay attention to trailers they'll use the same music as other movies sometimes they'll use the same like catchphrases and taglines yeah. um it's trailers are kind of like the wild west yeah i i love a trailer i actually really liked the trailer for this for this movie it was like for its time it was really well done um, yeah it wasn't a bad trailer it was a good it was a good ad spot right like a lot of trailers nowadays just show you clips of the movie and you watch the entire movie in a minute and a half the trailer explained why the box office that you just explained was what it was and the movie itself explains why YouTube is filled with so many spoofs. <laughs> yeah, it did. I mean, after watching the movie, we watched the trailer, and I was like, man, I want to watch that movie. <laughs> yeah. that, looks, that was like a great time I, for this summer. I will tell you, I am on the hook for Jaws The Revenge, which I know <laughs> I've seen, but I couldn't remember a single solitary thing about it at all. But I'm, on, I'm on, on the hook for Jaws 4. On the hook for doing it for this podcast? or just uh, Absolutely doing it for the podcast, but in. I just want to watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> man. Hey, where are we going to start? So, okay, first of all, congratulations on moving into your new house and remaking the hot pink teenage girl's bedroom into a man cave. Thank You've you. You've got, like, a nice couch in here. You've got it painted, like, sort of a, a, like, dusky blue. You've got your comic book stuff everywhere and some sports stuffs and some wrestling stuffs. Um, I did notice, though, you left a pretty big gap uh, between some of these items, which I'm assuming is where you're going to put our fan letters from this show. <laughs> I'm assuming that's where the Good Bad Show's uh, fan letters are going to be. I was going to get an um, autographed Geely poster oh, God. Uh, and put it up there. Um, I'm taking away your bank account. That's <laughs> what I was password. thinking. <laughs> yeah. I've discovered the website Pristine Auctions where you can bid on autographed anything ever. And... Uh, Really got my eye on that Geely David poster. David Bowie cod piece. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Thank you. This room, this room is going to be the studio for Good Bad to the sequel going forward. Um, I do have hopes and plans of getting some really high quality audio recording equipment so you guys won't have to hear us be like echoey and whatnot going forward and we can get some sound bites and things like that so stay tuned for that in the next handful of weeks or months yeah send us money and we can yeah or, or send That's us fine. money and i can make it happen sooner um okay jaws <laughs> let's get back, back to jaws business we got a we got a fucking sea world to run here <laughs> So the the first thing that you see in this movie, if you didn't already notice that it was called Jaws 3D, is they just hit you with the 3D credits. Yeah. They hit you with the 3D credits and an aquarium, basically. Like, it's basically a horror aquarium, like scary music and fish. Horror aquarium. <laughs> and, and, and a ski team, I think. Hard to tell because the giant 3D credits are covering up the ski team. Okay, yeah, what the heck? So they show behind... This bothered me, too. 
they're showing these 3D credits, which are meant to take up the majority of the screen, right? They're meant to be literally larger than life. Yeah. But they're showing this, um, this like young, attractive water skiing team building a pyramid, like a human pyramid, and you can't see it. Yeah. Because you see credits the entire time, and I was really annoyed. I'm like, I want to know how they do this. Like, I actually don't know how they do that, and I'm watching it between the credits of how they like, like in synchrony, like climb on each other's legs and shoulders i'm like this is really fascinating i want to know more can't see it yeah what why would it was such a weird thing (laughs) yeah they were just like no these credits are super impressive and these fucking like world-class athletes are not so we're just gonna cover them up (laughs) (laughs) doesn't matter um I didn't like. I didn't know the premise of this movie. I didn't know it was going to take place at SeaWorld, so it took me a second to kind of figure that out. Yeah, same. So you're you're the next thing that they're showing you is basically the employees of this park are at like etiquette class, mm-hmm. and there's like day. a there's like a stern um, adult woman who's like telling them if if they wear shorts that are too short that she'll fire them, and I was like. <laughs> I'm pretty sure SeaWorld doesn't have etiquette class. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not happening. But this was, this was the late 70s, early 80s, and I'm going to get into this during this movie too, but this sort of like... Golly, it's it's so funny, because to me it's left over from like the 40s and 50s, like maybe the 50s. The sort of like PR speak and etiquette and like propriety like propriety and things like this that go into the entire marketing of something like SeaWorld at this time is so hilariously artificial and saccharine that I'm not surprised that there is an etiquette class right <laughs> like in order to run a theme park with the standards of like SeaWorld Disney whatever was happening at the time they think about like uh like Pan Am and stewardesses right yeah and any sort of any sort of American, the customer is always right, like bigger, better. We've always got to be, you know, upselling everything else that our competitors are doing. You had to have that 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 finishing touch, like that polish of super PR friendly, like pro pro I don't know, like Disneyfied marketing. Disneyfied. Right? Like you had to have that kind of thing and that I think that's what set a lot of American commercial success above and beyond everyone else because so many people were willing to fall into that sort of pattern and and, <laughs> and measuring your shorts. <laughs> yeah, she said something. She said something like, "If you show any cheek, you're fucking out of here." Or something. Show any cheek, and you'll be shoveling French fries in yeah. no time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like fast forward to 2021, I just found out I was today years old when I found out there is still SeaWorld. And I guarantee you their employees are like 14-year-olds who just got a worker's permit that could give a fuck less about the customer and 42-year-olds who are on work release from county jail. Aww. Like, Well, and then you have you have like actually qualified trainers like an animal caretaker sure, too. Sure, yeah, yeah. That have to support the entire thing. But... <laughs> yeah, and then, and then speaking yeah. of high-class employees, we also have Dennis Quaid who works here. I, my, one of my <laughs> earliest notes says Dennis Quaid manager question mark because we we meet him very unceremoniously as though he's already Dennis Quaid. He's yeah. not. It's 1983. He's just a guy. Yeah. And he just wanders into the movie and never leaves. Basically, <laughs> yeah. if, you didn't, if you didn't know who he was, 
they don't like introduce him. He's just the guy wearing a button down the entire time yeah, with and, sleeves, so he has some sort of authority. He he tells these like group of bros like no overtime, right? And I was like, oh, he's some sort of like manager type. Mm-hmm. Throughout the movie, I watched the whole movie. I don't know what the fuck his job is. I, he just his job is to literally just run around to wherever his girlfriend is and make out with her, and that's yeah. it. That's all he does. And he's like, I have to go to work. Like, oh, I, that's I, I gotta go over to this other spot because that's where she is. Like, he doesn't have an actual role here. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm assuming he's park engineer because he was talking about how he built like those acry- acrylic underground tunnels. Yeah. And he's running the, the... He was smoking and going over blueprints frantically. Yeah, I, I don't know. I par- Let's call him Park Engineer. Okay. Something. He, he is a fantastic smoking actor. Yeah, he, he is. He is a... And it probably had to do with the cocaine because he smoked oh like it was... He, he was... Today's his last day on the planet. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, the, the, the skiers... Um, were distracted by muscle. some by muscle man, <laughs> Mu- muscle bro was like on the side, and they got distracted. So that's how we were introduced to muscles, mm-hmm. which is what I wrote him down as. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and he's doing some maintenance on the the fence. There, there's really no, um, there's no establishing the geography of this park to the viewer. No, the whole thing is a weird cold open. So they don't they 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 the filmmakers make the assumption that you and I understand the geography of this park mm-hmm. throughout mm-hmm. and and right from the get go. So this dude is doing some maintenance on the fence, and you're I'm like, is this a perimeter fence? Is this an internal fence? We don't Do, know. Should I care? We don't know. But he goes in the water. Shark fin comes in, and he gets he gets eaten. Yeah. <laughs> and then an arm. <laughs> which evidently belonged to E.T., is floating bone first at your face. Yeah, you get some tendons in there. And this this is one of maybe ten times where the object, the gruesome object, is dead nuts center screen mm-hmm. with the exact same background mm-hmm. floating towards you, the 3D glasses wearing. Here viewer. it is. Here, and, Here it and is. And lingering on it for so long. Yep. This is already the second time in this movie that this happened. Half of the runtime of this movie is objects floating right in the center of the screen with the exact same background. I have a feeling my parents took me to this movie when I was way too young. Um, <clears throat> gosh, it had to be it had to be one of these horror movies. I don't know. I mean, I was really I was like five or six, so it would have it would have had to have been a replaying by that time. Obviously, like in the late eighties, early nineties. Because one of these one of these three D movies, I was terrified, and I was screaming in the theater, and my mom took me out, <laughs> and that was my impression of three D movies for a long time. And I'm wondering if it was this one. Like, was it was it like the first time I saw the fish? I was like, holy shit, there's a fish in my eye, right? Because I'm a child. <laughs> and the next thing you see is decapitated or not decapitated, but just like free floating arm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would have I would have been terrified yeah. and taken out of this movie right away. <laughs> yeah. Um, there, there's just like a ton of stuff going on right around here where Dennis Quaid's brother shows up and <laughs> I was like, so what? And then later on he mentioned that he was Sheriff Brody's kids. Mm-hmm. And I was like, my note is like, these are the Brody kids. What the <laughs> fuck? Like, <Yeah>. why? <laughs> why do they have to have an attachment to the original movie? Because the shark is chasing them. You see, 
up and down the eastern seaboard. This shark has moved to fucking Ohio. It didn't. And also, it didn't matter. It was so inconsequential. Like that would that would actually have been a really interesting storyline. But in these sequels, they never treat it right. They're just like, uh, we need a reason for a sequel. So they're related. Yeah. All right, good enough. Let's go, boys. Uh, there's also, like, they're just, they're just throwing <laughs> characters and details at you right here. Like, the brother shows up. There's a guy that's the, the um, so Lou Gossett Jr. is the owner-operator of this SeaWorld. He's mm-hmm. fucking incredible in this yeah, movie. Yeah, he is. And he brings in an expert something-something guy mm. who gets out of a limo, and he is dressed like a child's drawing of an Australian. Australian. He like yeah. he might as well have had a boomerang in his yeah. hand. He has like the big fold over hat right. and like safari outfit. And I was like, what is this? I still don't know why he was in a limo. Like, was he a photographer? Turns out he's a photographer. Well, I, I guess. But he seems to be he seems to have authority on whatever the topic at hand oh, is. Oh yeah, whatever yeah, like because he's world renowned and famous. like dude, yeah. if you roll up in a limo anywhere, you get at least like 48 solid hours of being able to tell anyone anything <laughs> before somebody somebody snaps back and they're like no dude it's day you're three fraud. bro like, we don't want to hear it you're you're just on coke that's why <laughs> that's why you rolled up in a limo yeah you're, you have no authority uh yeah, that's him they the the main characters the main cast dennis quaid his girlfriend who is like the the animal trainer uh the brother and the top of the pyramid skier end up (laughs) end up going to a bar and they play this weird bar game they play this shoving bar game standoff where they pose in this movie that that game is super common everyone knows about it i've never seen this game before and i don't still don't understand it if you were a teenager in the early 80s get at us we need to know if this is a real thing or if jaws 3 tried to invent a new trend like, so it didn't seem like they were standing on one foot. Mm-mm. You just shove each other. You just, yeah, it's that's like a not balancing a, game. That's not enough to go off of to make a game out of. That's not enough it, That's not enough for it to be a worldwide craze. And to, like, fall in lust with someone. Was it supposed to be, like, the 80s answer to arm wrestling? I, <laughs> super weird. I don't, yeah, Really I don't, distracting I, to me. I, I like, know. I spent a lot of the, of the next, like, ten minutes going, what the fuck? fuck was that game (laughs) (laughs) i've never seen that game how how does something like this spread yeah um well now we have things like well not even now it's a few years late but even now we have things like owling and planking for instagram (laughs) yeah but like there's like a little a a very small amount of substance to those things this was just shoving yeah. That's like, oh man, I can't yeah, wait I to go shove somebody. I don't, I don't um, we, we also find out in this bar of madness that the waitress, who's just sort of bitchy, is the girlfriend of Muscles. Right. Okay. And she's like, where is that two-timing son of a bitch? Yeah. And Dennis Quaid's like, listen, I am too coked out for this right now. I, I ain't got the capacity <laughs> to deal it's with this. not my problem. Uh-uh. Um, and then when he doesn't come home... She packs up his shit and takes it down to fucking SeaWorld <laughs> and drops it at Dennis Quaid's feet. Drops it? Like she had she like threw a... it at his head. Yeah. <laughs> it broke on his body. <laughs> she is a lunatic. Like her automatic assumption about this character that we've never met, uh-huh. other than his arm, uh-huh. is that he's a two-timing scumbag, right? right? So if her presumption is that he's a two-timing scumbag and he doesn't come home mm-hmm. one night, mm-hmm. the first thing that they think to do 
is get in a submarine and go look in the water for him. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is a wild guess. Well, he, you know, he shouldn't have been two-timing. That is a wild What's he presumption. Doing down there with them mermaids? We better get in a submarine and go look for him. You never know. Hey, you saw what happened in Hook. A mermaid comes along and your whole world is saved. Yeah. <laughs> so they get in a little two-person submarine thing, which mm-hmm. in the 80s was probably like the peak of fucking cool technology. What? It's cool now. What are you talking about? I want one. Well, the fact that it looked so fucking fake and that they used it as a 3D object. Like, uh-huh. oh, here it is in the middle of the screen with the same background again. I liked it, though. It was, want, it was not uncool. I want to be in it. And then they also mm-hmm. just very unceremoniously reveal to you that there are large groups of employees of SeaWorld that work under the water. Yeah. Rad. Like, they didn't be like, how fucking cool is this? No, because I think that's the entire new section of the park that they're opening, is that under undersea adventure thing, like the tubes. And I think that's what Dennis Quaid's character had been working on with, like, the acrylics and the welding. Like, I think that was the entire purpose of this movie. Like, this part of the park was opening. Uh, Lou Gossett had to sell tickets to it. Dennis Quaid made it. Yeah. And then, uh, what's his face? The girlfriend, the marine biologist, was the one training all the animals. So, like, these three people were the whole, were their people that were responsible for making this whole thing happen. Like, so they've got the most to lose. They've got the highest stakes. But they don't explain it to you. They're just like, oh, by the way, here's this underwater world, this amazing thing that where these people are working out of under the sea. What? If you're if you're making this movie and you know that the whole thing is leading up to the money shot of the the last scene, right. which I cannot wait until we get Ooh, to yeah. that, then this part of it needs to have a spotlight on it. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, like you need to point that out because then it would build anticipation to that ending part. Like tell us how special it is and how expensive it was and how long it took for them to put it together and how fragile it might be or not be. But or... instead they were like 3D submarine. Yeah. Ooh. Oh my god. <laughs> then, oh my god. And then the there's like a um a ship, like a pirate ship yeah, underwater. Galleon. And they don't explain whether that was built for the purpose of the park or if it's an actual wrecked ship yeah. they just gloss over that as well yeah they're like By and, the way. I, and the dolphins come in and the dolphins are like bro <laughs> bro 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 you guys gotta get the fuck out of here there's a fucking shark in here and the trainer who clearly isn't good at her job does not speak dolphin doesn't listen or heed their warnings at all and a Shame. and a great white shark that is stuck in fast forward shows up yeah, it sure was. was when, like, it, when it wasn't stuck in fast forward, it was rubber. I was like, okay, this shark is A, rubber, B, stuck in fast forward, and C, really, really small. Yeah. And I was like, man, they either really shrunk the, the shark for this movie, or that ain't the one. Man, and also, so the, one of the things that made original Jaws so famous was that you don't see the shark until, you know, way long and, like, far into the movie, and you just see glimpses of it for a while. Well... <laughs> There's nuances to how that has to be done to build suspense. The answer isn't just repeating that every time and showing as little of the shark as possible and building suspense. So they would show like, here's a tooth. Yeah. Ah, now there's blood. A shark attack <laughs> happened. You're like, wait, no, hold on. There, what? What? What just happened here? There's a tooth. There was a fin. It wasn't the, enough. The, there wasn't a story. The way that they would film each attack was beyond poor. <laughs> 
beyond <laughs> so poor because a that was like they were trying to do it practically underwater or b they were trying to do a bunch of 3d bullshit oh. or c the budget just didn't like allow for it or it yeah. was edited bad every time the shark interacted with anything it was crap mm-hmm. and you're talking about what like six seven years on five years on from the original mm-hmm. movie how did it get worse? It got a lot worse. <laughs> like I, Steven Spielberg, obviously, right. is, is is the is the answer. Yep. Because there hasn't been one good shark movie since the original Jaws. <laughs> Not fucking one. There's a lot of good bad ones. Oh like, yeah. Like a lot of good bad ones. A but, lot. And they they escape this encounter with this tiny tiny great white shark via dolphin ride. Yeah. And I was like, oh, we're watching an episode of Flipper now. Yep. Yep. The dolphins <laughs> okay. saved them again. Okay. Um. The, the trainer, the girl, she wants to keep the great white shark in captivity. Yes. And she she sells Lou Gossett on this idea. He's yep. like, what's going on here now <laughs> with <laughs> these uh, sharks? <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, no, you lunatic. You don't keep a fucking great white shark in captivity. She goes, she goes we'd be the only people. Nobody's ever done it before. Yeah, yep. <laughs> that's a real good reason to not do it. Yep, that's a great but reason. But she just didn't want them to kill it for t- for TV, right? Because old like fake Australian uh, limo dude rolls up and he's like, "Well, we got to kill it on TV, and that then we're gonna sell so many tickets to this." Oh, place. is that what he wanted to do? Yeah, he wanted. Okay. So she was trying to save its life because he's like, "Well, we're gonna we're gonna capture the kill of this thing. It's gonna be amazing. We're gonna moiterize it." And she's like, "What the hell? Don't just fucking kill it for tickets, you idiots!" All right, let's keep it. Let's keep it and sell a lot more tickets. And probably in her mind, she's like, then we'll know where it is, too. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So there's, like, this whole part where he's loading up on grenades. And they're like, you can't have fucking grenades. <laughs> no grenades. <laughs> in the sea, in the SeaWorld park. And they, like, uh, Lou Gossett, who's in the control room, they have to, like, look up to the cameras that they never show you. Yeah. They just imply yeah. that he's watching them I'm and that listening. they know where he is. And he's like, no grenades here now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm like, oh, I'm sure these grenades are never going to come back into play. No, never. Um, and, and so they're, they're trying to tranquilize the shark, right? They, like, go down under the water and... Dennis Quaid fires the harpoon to camera. Yeah, well, yeah. Just, just my eyes rolled like a kiss, like a slot machine. Like, oh my god, with the fucking three D. Oh, remember when they were filling up the tranquilizer dart and they shot this syringe of liquid at you, the onto viewer, the, onto the camera. <laughs> oh, it's it's um the the director didn't think there or the producer maybe didn't think very highly of the viewers. He's like. Look, we're not trying to make Jaws here. <laughs> this is just for horny teenagers trying to cop a feel in the movie theater. Yeah. We're going to sell tickets to them. Yeah. This is just for girls to jump into the boys' laps and arms in the movie theater. And that's going to be great. Especially for these boys who are who are juggling multiple multiple girls. This is like four tickets for some of these guys. Some of these 17-year-olds <laughs> are going to watch this over and over and over. It's going to be great. So we're going to make the pop-out scenes popping. <laughs> I was pretty surprised that there was no 3D boobies in this movie. That would be a great producer. Yeah. I, yeah, actually, you're right. Hmm. You know, for it being the rating it is. Missed opportunity. Um, <laughs> the, they they have their little, like, underwater encounter with the shark, whatever, and then, and then just hard cut to the shark being pulled out of the water by a crane. Yeah. And I was like, what? I don't, I don't recall seeing them get the shark. Well, they, yeah, they... They tranquilized it, and the, that was good enough, I guess. I was like, all right, I guess they've got it, because clearly they have it. <laughs> so, okay, it. then. 
airlift this portion. And then and then there's uh the trainer is like putting like grabbing it. She's in the water with it, mm-hmm. and it's presumably asleep. Mm-hmm. And she's putting it onto like an oxygen tube, and Dennis Quaid gets in the water to like help her out with this. I'm like, is that how it works? Well, he he like goes in there to flirt with her to spend yeah. like to like because well, he doesn't feel her do up. his he doesn't do his job ever. No, but like, <laughs> but like uh... you you're a marine biologist. You're in a tank with a great white shark trying to wake it up. What do you think is going to happen? Well, and also, isn't the whole point of her saving it and keeping it alive so that all can be recorded and, like... Yeah, and no one's no one's documenting any of show? this. Like, it's just them by themselves? What? But what it, are, like, wakes up and they jump the out of the water frightened, like, oh, my God, a shark. The shark? <laughs> oh, my God, it's a shark. It's so goofy. Uh, yeah. It's so goofy. And so, now that we have a great white, we can open the park. Or we can open the new exhibit of tubes or whatever the fuck it is that they're yeah. doing. <laughs> um, and they they have the, the great white, but it's not on display. But Lou Gossett decides, come on now here. We got to get this great white now. Sell tickets. <laughs> Sell tickets and put it on display here now. <laughs> He's amazing in this movie. Yeah. Um, and then they also show off the underwater exhibit and tunnel. Uh and uh, the people, the like nice, wholesome American people of Florida are walking through this pristine underwater tunnel and then dead ass Muscle's boyfriend comes floating by a window. His hard wooden carved body. His torso. They, there's a really quick shot where they kind of make it look like He's on the outside of the window floating around and then there's a girl on the inside and they kind of line the two of them up to make it look like they were kissing. Uh, like they were like face to face. Yeah. And I was I thought that was really funny. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was intentional or not, but I thought it was really funny. Uh, and then meanwhile, the shark that they have in captivity who's been put on display just fucking up and dies. Yeah, he got stressed out. Like it was, is that what they said? Yeah. I thought it was like too shallow of water or something. Something. Yeah, I got stressed out. It just, it just up and dies. And so you, you know, that isn't the shark. Mm -hmm. Like you, there's no, no one was convinced that that was the shark and that the threat of this movie is over, Mm -hmm. but they still really, really sell to you. Uh oh. Uh-huh. Like that, that is the baby and mom is the, she has a line where she's like, that's the baby. The one that we're worried about is the mom. Mm-hmm. They died inside the park. And the mom is inside the park. <laughs> and I was like, that's the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> Her selling of that line was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> that's got to be the trailer. Um, and then there's, there's this whole subplot going on of the, of the brother and the ski girl. Yeah, and but... he, he's a little bitch. Oh, he's traumatized. <laughs> he, but he's like a total drag. From her perspective, <laughs> like, and she, he's like, I don't want to, like, yeah, but bumper she's, boats. She's totally blunt about the whole thing too. He's like, Hey, I don't like to go in water, and she's like, Yes, you do. You're fine. Get in. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, No, I actually am fighting. I'm dealing with some trauma from a childhood incident. She's like, Suck it up. <laughs> well, I <laughs> Get was in the water. I was like, Okay, she's like a young, attractive, coked out '80s summer job girl she could be fucking anyone on the ski team or anyone she chose why him 
Like, I don't know, he's foreign. He's, he's from a, Ohio. He's, he's a fucking drag. Well, he's from Amity, oh, right. and yet he speaks with a southern accent and wears a cowboy hat. Yeah, why? <laughs> so, why and, and before that, the Brodies were from New York. The Brodies came from know. New York to Amity in the original movie. Yeah. So, not not sure why this dude know. wears cowboy boots and a cowboy know. hat. Anywho, <laughs> they get knocked off of the bumper boats by some fat Floridian dude. That was so funny. <laughs> That guy who's by himself just chose to be a dick and bump them out of their boat. Classic, a like classic American theme park, just tubalard guy. <laughs> you know, giant. You know, giant dude with with a, a shirt. So here's suspenders. The thing. They they wanted like the directors wanted him to look like one of these people you don't want to be around. Like. Probably a fine fellow, but they put a shirt on him that's way too small. Yeah. They gave him a trucker hat. They gave him like a, a creepy mustache. They put clothes on him that's too small and they made him a bully. Yeah. They're like, yeah, look at this guy. He's overweight. You shouldn't like him. It they, was really they, terrible. They had the option of making this character like a dad and daughter and the dad is distracted and accidentally <laughs> bumps them. That was an option, but they went with southern dickhead yep. route instead yeah. <laughs> it was really funny and this whole scene is really funny for all the wrong reasons because yes. <laughs> she gets knocked into the water mm-hmm. shark the shark comes uh-huh. and what looks like like we talked about it's filmed so poorly it's hard yep. to tell but what it looks like is it bites her leg off, off. yeah there's like an explosion of blood like yeah. you can you can tell there's a giant like syringe of the fake blood that was pushed out. Then she gets rescued out of the water and her leg is attached. And not only is it attached, they show you clear Nothing. as day there is no wound on her leg. There's yeah, no she, blood at all. Nothing. They're just carrying her the, out of the water. They're carrying a totally fine, like, clean, no wound at all not girl out of the water. Then they show you a close-up of the most gruesome gash in her like from like her hip to her knee her whole thigh is splayed open and you can see the bone yeah what like just bad filmmaking to a hilarious point you guys have to decide like what's the maybe start with the wound maybe start with filming that and then film the rest so it all adds up it doesn't make sense like i was expecting to see one leg fully gone like don't ask me to imagine that there's a wound like that's the you're the movie maker (laughs) (laughs) consider the wound (laughs) (laughs) like like, that that isn't one of the things where you can go well they didn't have steven spielberg no you just go no that you suck at this consider the You really suck at making this movie. Um, I don't. What's going? What's going on here? Where um, there's bumper boats missing, shark. There, tube there's pack. basically just oh, chaos. This is where the shark uh, decides to attack one of these tubes, the acrylic tubes with the humans inside of it. Oh yeah, like the, it. the shark goes after the tunnels and traps a bunch of uh, tourists inside one of the section of the tunnels. Which is terrifying to think about. It is if it was filmed better. Yep. That's a really scary. Yeah. Uh, concept. Yeah, you're trapped. Uh, you're trapped underwater in a small room that you know can flood at any point, and there's absolutely no way out. The, there's and it's a, cold. There's a part where the lights flicker. Oh yeah, and I was scary. like, that would be the scariest fucking thing ever. Yeah, absolutely. If, if a you're like whatever they are, fifty feet underwater, mm-hmm. and b there's a gigantic predator trying to get in, right. and then c the lights went out. Yep. 
And, but they just didn't pull no, that thread. They could have. <laughs> you could have an entire film premise based on that. Yeah, yeah. Based on those people in that room screaming and in the dark. It, instead, <laughs> what we get is forty minutes of the tour guide, arms stretched out for forty minutes, going, "All right, all right, everybody, everybody, just, everybody, just breathe." Now you everybody. all need to stop whining. <laughs> now you listen here, everyone. For forty minutes, this lady was just like wrangling these people into this little corner like okay all right see that's what i mean about like the type of pr marketing sort of things that were done back in the day like you had to sell it in such a way where people would buy it and that is how the gears turn like when your staff are so confident in your abilities that if they're trapped underwater in this brand new tube thing that just opened and they're supposed to be because they're wearing your uniform they're the voice of reason and authority and calm. Like, that girl in this movie believed that everything actually was going to be okay. She's the best she actor sure. in the movie. She was so sure. <laughs> She's also She the... was sold. I was convinced that they hired an actual tour guide to play that part. <laughs> she was the best actor in this movie. <laughs> she might have been. <laughs> so the plan is, the shark came in through the filtration tube. We all know where that is and what that does and, and, and the... It's got millions, we all know and, about millions that. of gallons yeah. of water that flows into it every day. Did they mention that? I don't recall. Millions of gallons. I don't recall if they every mentioned day. that the lagoon has millions of waters that flow into it every millions day. Millions of waters. <laughs> uh, so the the plan is get the shark back into the filtration tube, shut the door. That obviously goes awry, and British Australian guy gets swallowed whole. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, that was actually cool. Oh, yeah, and it was, it was super weird, right? Because so he gets swallowed whole. You see the view from his point of view, which is behind the shark's teeth. And the shark's, like, you know, chewing, but I don't know if shark's got a tongue. So the shark's swallowing him whole like a yeah. snake. <clears throat> I wasn't sure what was going on, yeah. but it's implied that this dude gets swallowed. It's one, <laughs> it was one of the few moments where I went, all right, executed <laughs> well. Cool. <laughs> that, that was executed well. Um, and then... Uh, under like undersea um operation the well the the shark is trapped in this filtration tube somehow but then it breaks out somehow yeah my note says not sure about either just like i don't know there was like a tiny like a tiny little you know width of your pinky finger lock it like broke it like expanded its like lungs or whatever and just broke out Oh, it just it was... made itself bigger than the space. I don't know. I don't know. It, it doesn't matter. matter at all. Um, the dolphins, the dolphins come to to the rescue. They get the people out of the tube, and then, <laughs> and then we get what this whole movie has been leading up to. And I didn't know that we were leading up to this. I didn't know this was going to be the end of the movie because it just drops this last scene on you, and then abruptly credits. But what happens here in this last scene, I'm assuming you guys have watched it, but if you haven't, go find this scene. Though all of the surviving main characters are in the control room. We've just let the people out of the tube so they're safe. And then they're looking through the window of the control room. Which is underwater. Which is underwater. And a photograph of a shark... <laughs> slowly moves into that coveted center screen 3d location (laughs) with the same background the humans go into super slow-mo not filmed in slow-mo super (laughs) slow-mo 
you can see in Dennis Quaid's eyes terror and coke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the picture of the shark opens its mouth and then your television screen shatters. <laughs> <laughs> and then water oh, boy. water floods your house. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, then, and then there's just... They showed the inside of the control room and just someone is dead. Some woman is dead inside of there. <laughs> Died. Just gone. <laughs> and like I was laughing so hard and taking so many notes. I kind of lost track of what was supposed to even be happening here. And it was filmed so shittily. 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 Yeah. I was like, okay. And then and then uh like the main characters like uh Lou Gossett gets out or something, but you start seeing glimpses of the Australian guy inside the shark's mouth with grenades still in hand. Okay, so he's okay. This is a problem for me. <laughs> so he's basically like extra food stuck in the shark's mouth like not even between the teeth he just got got lodged because the yeah. shark don't swallow or something i don't know what's happening but you see him frozen in this position where it's like he's trying to reach out of the shark and he has a grenade in his hand and his eyes are wide open and his mouth is wide open i don't know how he died that way but he's definitely dead <laughs> he's frozen and he's handing this grenade to whoever can pull the pin whoever can get a random hook yes that just happened to be nearby mm-hmm. and dennis quaid and and uh the his girlfriend are on either end of this window that the shark is jammed itself into yeah. and stuck mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. and he's reaching in with the hook to grab the pin and he finally gets a hold of it and he pulls it out and then 3D money shot climax guts explosion. Yeah. And then the jaws, the teeth of jaws, form in the middle of the screen back into their natural like upper and lower form. Freeze frame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so 3D guts explosion, freeze frame. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, okay. And then... Back to back to normal. Like here we are at SeaWorld. Like everything's regular, and the movie ends on two dolphins jumping up and going into freeze frame. A, another freeze frame, yep. as though this is what we've all been hoping for. I this whole movie was leading towards. I hope these dolphins are happy. Yep, it was all about are the dolphins safe? Yeah, and in they, 3D, they are freeze frame credits. It was it was the equivalent of a freeze frame high high five at the end of a tv show like the last 10 minutes of this movie was five o'clock on friday movie making let's get this fucking over with i have shit to do let's get out of here you went and got that et doll (laughs) (laughs) five o'clock on friday is the last 10 minutes of this movie this this was oh oh my god this is a bad movie (laughs) okay let's do some awards i'm for it all right all right um start off with these awards Golly. Um, what is your bold statement? My bold statement is that the last 10 minutes of this movie is the worst 10 minutes of any Jaws movie. <laughs> yeah, it has to be. It well, is. I haven't seen Jaws 4. I've, I, I've seen it, but I don't recall it. And I think the public perception, the narrative, is that it's worse than this movie. But from my memory, from my perspective, this is the worst 10 minutes of a Jaws movie. Yeah, fair enough. It was... It was, it was, um, it was painful. It is truly good, bad, truly. Um, my bold statement is that <laughs> this is SeaWorld's most boring feature film. 
There's <laughs> <laughs> no free willy, I'll tell you that There much. was no free willy. Yeah, this was... I couldn't tell if it was a SeaWorld ad. Like, was this really elaborate product placement? Because it wasn't that positive, but... And if you're watching a 3D movie, you're not going to take it seriously. You're not going to be like, I'm not going to SeaWorld. They got sharks in there. Up until recently, like maybe the last decade or so, in movies, you would be like, why did that theme park or that sports team or whatever lend their name to this movie? Because it doesn't, like, why would the the Cleveland Indians want to be in a movie where they're the worst team ever? Why would SeaWorld want to be these, like, dumb shits that allow this stuff to happen? You know what I mean? Like... (laughs) It, it wasn't up Money until grubbing. recently where, like, licenses like that, you're like, well, that was a dumb idea. Yeah. Like, but Budweiser. We've we've brought up Budweiser 400 times on this mm-hmm. show because they're always in these trash movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Smart. Hey, know your audience, right? Uh, what's your worst line? My worst line, I think, is one of, the, one of the rare times where I think it's indisputable that this is the worst line. It's not just my opinion. It's it's a it's an objective fact. What? <laughs> so, the first time that Dennis Quaid and his girlfriend encounter the smaller shark, they're in the water. I forget what's going on. It doesn't really matter. But they have like a oh they were under under the they were in their like submarine. And they got rescued by the dolphins. Okay. And the shark comes at them and it like runs into a fence and there's like a near miss. And Dennis Quaid turns and looks and says, "What is that?" says the boy from the events of the first two Jaws movies. What do you mean, what is that? <laughs> that's that's not something that that character should ever say concerning a great white shark. No, I'm supposed to know about that already. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised that your worst line isn't the same as mine, which is the growling shark. The shark who growls. The shark who snarls and growls. That line... <laughs> doesn't exist a shark doesn't growl what why? that was cracking me up throughout the whole movie anytime they would show the big shark i went <laughs> was that i didn't see if frank welker was in here <laughs> we'll just call it frank welker yeah might as well frank welker thanks here's yeah. another growling thing that doesn't growl yeah what's your uh ooh, what's your best line uh if you show any cheek and you'll be shoveling french fries <laughs> yeah i have that one written down too <laughs> i have that one and lou gossett looking scared and saying seal the park See all the park. <laughs> uh, what's your worst performance? Uh, good lord. <laughs> what is it? The actors are actually not that bad in no, this movie. There aren't like bad know. actors in this movie. Um, but I'm, I just have to say 3D. Me too. <laughs> like, oh god. Like this movie would have been hard to watch if it wasn't for the 3D bullshit. Mm-hmm. It would still be hard to sit mm-hmm. through. But because of the 3D bullshit, it it was kind of a rough watch oh it's it's ridiculous like, it is low brow it is oh, low brow oh boy yeah it's rough i have, I have the same thing written down it's 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 by far uh gets the most credit for doing the worst to discredit yeah, this movie yeah man <laughs> i've seen a lot of 3d movie i don't i hate the actual 3d movies but i've watched a lot of 80s movies intended to be in 3d Mm -hmm. and that always takes away from them like the one that comes to mind is friday the 13th 3d this is so much worse (laughs) like there's so much worse with the 3d bullshit uh who's your show stealer lou gossett jr mine's the dolphins (laughs) <laughs> well uh, yeah <laughs> Lou Gossett Jr. is so good in this movie yeah he was I was telling you earlier 
I've always wanted to be like, if I mess up, like in life, mm-hmm. and someone has to have like a hard conversation with me, mm-hmm. I always wanted it to be Lou Gossett Jr. You want him to sit you down at the kitchen table? Like, I feel like he's a great lecturer. I yeah. feel like you come away like, you know, he's he's firm, but he's fair. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was your most good, bad moment? It has to be the end explosion 3D guts freeze frame. Like if you if you just search Jaws 3 on YouTube, that's the thumbnail for almost every video. And there's ones that have been released like this week. Yes. <laughs> um, this week in the year 2021. We'll get to whether or not it's good, bad, or just bad. But I'll say this. <laughs> Will we? I would tell people just go to YouTube and watch that scene. Just go watch that scene because you'll be blown away at how fucking stupid and hilarious it is. Blown away? And and how poorly done it is. Poorly done for 1983 standards. Yeah. Man. Um, My most good bad moment is a specific part of that scene, which was the underwater uh, grenade pull. (laughs) Underwater grenade pin. The four four or five attempts at getting it like a claw machine. Yes, the entire concept of it like a claw machine. That's so funny. (laughs) And then this robotic shark is just, it's just moving back and forth the entire time. In the same rhythm. In the same rhythm. Your brain implied the sound of servos. Like, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, it was so terrible. And like, uh, we know that there was a lot put into the practical effects in this movie, right? Like, these people are, are actually underwater. Yeah. They're in a, a steel and wooden crane-operated thing that actually is flooding, filled with millions of gallons of water in this giant purpose-built pool for this thing, right? Like, there are... There are uh, there's a very high chance that someone could get very, very hurt or die from this. So I realized that it was a big undertaking for it to happen in the year 1983. Like, you know, things have changed since then. It still sucks. <laughs> the the HBO behind the scenes that we were talking about earlier, the the behind the scene in question is that scene. Mm-hmm. And it's like a like an eight or nine minute video. And they're like, here's how we did it. This is how we dumped the water into the control room. This is how we recreated it. And you watch this eight or nine minute video and you come away with it's too dangerous, we have to do it different. And then they don't explain to you what it is that they did different, but it did not fucking work. <laughs> it didn't come across as yeah. good at all. Well, I liked what the producer said. He's like, it's too dangerous, so we either have to make it less dangerous or more safe. If we make it less dangerous, then we totally lose the effect of the movie. It's going to look lame. you know. He's like, so we just have to make it more safe. Yeah. So I don't know, I don't know what they did. It was real, real, real cheese. <laughs> so cheese. But what's your favorite part? My favorite part was a was a subtle moment that uh, that you you could miss pretty easily. So the the big shark has showed up. There's just abject chaos everywhere across this park. Dennis Quaid is running around on cocaine, just screaming at everyone. People are panicked all over the place, right? And the British guy's sidekick, not the main British guy, but his friend who's mm-hmm. been with him through the whole mm-hmm. movie, is trying to help clear the water, and he runs down onto like a little beach and he bumps a tourist and the tourist just decides we're fighting <laughs> and he, you, he sets down his beer and he balls up his fist and the british guy knocks him the fuck out <laughs> and then the movie just moves on as though like that there was no reason for that to be in there you would miss nothing if it wasn't there but it fucking cracked me up did you did you notice that in the director's or producer's eyes there was only two types of tourists 
there were young, hot 17-year-old girls not wearing much, or there were overweight, by themselves, too tight <laughs> shirts, drunken white guys. Yeah. That's it. That yeah. was it. There was either like sloppy, fat ass American tourists or like young seventeen year old hotties. That's it. So like like <laughs> George Get these fatos out of the way. <laughs> like George Romero's zombie movies are commentary on like of of like sheepish Americans in malls, right? Mm-hmm. Is this movie a commentary on the like theme park tourist? Had to be. Like like Had to it be. was a conscious decision. Let's put a scene in here where one of these fat jerk Americans gets knocked the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. Why? Well like what well, he had it coming, right? Because it was either the same or an identical guy to the bumper yeah. boat bully, <laughs> right? Who also by himself and is just drunk and like Causing causing chaos and picking fights yeah. here at SeaWorld yeah. <laughs> with the young, attractive people. Like, get this guy out of here. Look at this slob. <laughs> he might as well have had three hot dogs under one greasy armpit and a giant mega jumbo popcorn in his other hand and one of those yeah. beer hats on the yeah, entire I time. Just, like, I, that, that, like, very, very small detail in this movie just made me laugh so much. <laughs> that guy was like, all right, buddy, it's on. I'm done with you. Uh, by the way, that guy did a, the the friend of the photographer did a very poor job acting when he was going down the tunnel to look for the his friend. He was like, he should have come out. He didn't come out right when he got. Oh down. yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are you? Where? Where are you? Please, please come out. Back of the hand on the forehead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Poor guy. I mean, he's by himself, right? He's like yelling at the water for his friend to come out. He knows he's dead. Heart wrenching. <laughs> Milk it, baby. So my favorite part was the underwater bomb pole scene. I really liked the grenade claw to get the hook. It was so dumb. And the shark just looking back and forth for someone to eat. Yeah, and then exploding into a, a handful of 3D ET parts for you to regard and consider from from a movie theater. Some jaws for your consideration. Behold. Behold, viewer. Behold. They're in three dimensions, and the third dimension is terror. Uh, what would you do to make it a good movie i'm laughing at my description my answer i I don't want to play this part like i i was thinking about this category as we were watching the movie and i was like okay pull out the 3d bullshit nope still not a good movie uh like increase the the special effects budget no No. five years prior there was one of the best movies ever made no that's not it my answer for make it a good movie is I don't think it's possible. Yeah. I think that the original Jaws is a really weird outlier where it had never been done before and one of the best directors in history made it and you have these amazing actors in, in it and there's a reason why every single shark movie that has come since, it, the best it can achieve is you're laughing with it. Mm-hmm. That's the best you can ask for with a shark movie. Yeah, we got Seven-Headed Shark and Sharknado. The, there's a reason why, like, bad CGI shark sharks is a movie. Yeah. Right? Like, it's not possible for it to be good. There's one. There's always going to be one. Let's stop trying. <laughs> well, that, that's the thing that sequels miss. By the way, my answer for make it a good movie is don't make it. Yeah. That's the thing that most sequels miss. And until recently, like, until things such as you know, like Marvel series, uh, like, yeah, until, until like the Avengers, 
there hasn't been that many good sequels. Like every sequel came with the asterisk of lowered expectations. Right. By far, right? And it's because of movies like this where you're like, are they trying to make a movie as good as the other one? Or do they already know that, well, it's a sequel, it's a throwaway, it's meant to be it's meant to be something that's just to get you to, you know, spend money at the box office and that's it. Therefore, it's not going to come with any kind of exp- expectations beyond it's just entertainment and it's okay to be lowbrow. So, so going forward for entertainment, for for TV, for movies, whatever it is, like Marvel and All Elite Wrestling and Star Wars have pointed out to me something that I've spent like a lot of time thinking about. If there was forethought if you have a Lord of the Rings and it was intended to be a trilogy mm-hmm. or more in the first place, mm-hmm. then it can be great. Mm-hmm. If you have a, a original Star Wars trilogy or the way that the MCU is constructed two, three, four, five years out ahead of time before they get to it, it can be great. Mm-hmm. If it's just a sequel because the first one was good, so let's make a sequel, right. it's destined to be bad. Absolutely. It's- Hence the new Star Wars trilogy. Mm. We don't know what we're going to do going forward, and it's bad, right? So, like, let's just not make sequels unless it was intended to be the case. Yeah, there has to be there has to be a better way to do it, and it, it's, it takes a lot of time and effort and money to put together something that's meant to be a three-movie deal from the start. But yeah. even so, with a lot, of, a lot of movies we watch, like, uh, what did we just watch... Uh, was it Godzilla? What did we watch where there was like the fighting thing? There's um, the... Oh, Mortal Kombat. The fighting thing. <laughs> the fighting thing. Uh-huh. Like at the end of Mortal Kombat, spoiler alert, there is a strong reference to a sequel in it, right? Like the movie can exist on its own without there being a sequel, but because they want to make sure to prime you to spend more money on it, they've set it up to where the movie has to exist in a world where there's going to be a sequel to complement it. Right. And that's really annoying too because it takes you out of the movie. It takes you out of just the quality film experience. And I realize we're talking about Mortal Kombat here, the fighting (laughs) one. But it takes you out of the entire experience when you know that you're on the hook as a, a, you know, a ticket-buying viewer to watch some more. They're like, eh, come on, sell it to us. It's like like when a movie is is a commercial for its own sequel then I, it's frustrating to me. Yeah. I don't like it. And with all that being said, how fucking bad must Jaws 4 be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling it's going to need to have a watch this summer. I, we're we're going to have to get around to that one fairly soon. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. Biggest badass. Um, Nobody in this movie we... is even in the fucking stratosphere of judge dread it doesn't even need to be talked about yeah there's not an option i would like to watch judge dread murder the entire cast of this movie including the shark that would be a good time (laughs) and the movie dread the 2012 one was in 3d and it watches just fine in 2d i saw that in imax it watches just fine in 2d i really liked that movie yeah so sylvester stallone would fucking murder everybody in this movie (laughs) and i'd like to see it so his his position as biggest badass and good bad to the sequel is not uh, a threat oh that's what we're gonna do in this blank spot we're gonna put our leaderboard of good batteries good batteries yeah (laughs) motherfuckerly okay 
Well, uh, so the award for this this uh, is it good, bad, or just bad? You gotta you gotta lay it down. Man, it's been a minute since I called a movie bad. It's been a, like probably a good ten or more episodes since I called a movie bad, mm-hmm. and this movie is bad. This is a fucking bad movie. I will say this. Like, go watch that end scene on YouTube. <laughs> like, it's it's posted a thousand times. Yeah. It's easy to find. Go watch that. But to sit through the whole movie is a chore. <laughs> the This is only an hour and a half movie. And I only have, like, one row of notes. Because there's long stretches of this hour and a half only movie where fucking nothing is occurring. Nothing. It's just Dennis Quaid running around smoking for 15 minutes. <laughs> um, there's just long, long stretches of this movie that are straight up boring. Yeah, it's pretty boring. It does have some stuff that's fun to laugh at, but I'm calling this movie just bad. I don't want to watch this movie again. I'm going to disagree with you. I think this is a good, bad classic. Okay. It's a good, bad classic. It's not enjoyable to watch by yourself. However, I think if you're with other people who enjoy good, bad, and you're, you know, you have it on in the background or you've got it on during a party, or like you're just sitting around the friends having some drinks to, with the purpose of skewering this movie, classic good bad. So much to laugh at. I would love to do a rewatch of this movie with three or four other people with the same tendencies as us to just skewer this just, thing. Okay, I could see that. So much fun. I can see that. I'll, I'll co-sign. There's so much to laugh at. Oh, and we'd have to get 3D glasses too. I, I want to get 3D glasses and watch some of these shitty 80s movies yeah. in the way that... It, like, it would make it a little less hard to sit through if... Maybe. Know, <laughs> Maybe. If the fucking <laughs> syringe is getting squirted at you and you at uh, least get to go, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, that's our coverage of Jaws 3, the thing that was on uh, everybody's mind. The zeitgeist of society. Yeah. Um, Stick with us on social media, on Instagram, at The Good Bad Show, so that you can vote on what movie we cover next week. Thank you very much for listening. Glad to have Danielle back so you didn't have to listen to just me flap my gums. And you get her highly intelligent takes and my (laughs) lowbrow shenanigans. Ah, And we will catch you guys down the road. Peace.